Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Amen. Amen. Our Father, we thank you for this offering. Your word says that it is you who gives us power to get wealth. We thank you for giving your people the power to get wealth, for giving them the hearts to give to your kingdom. Bless this for our use in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, last week was supposed to be the end of the series, but the series continues according to Reverend. So, here we go. A good series... Um, uh, in all our pastor's training manual says it's usually four to six weeks and I had preached this three weeks so it was getting cut short a little early so we get to have four weeks but before we do that I have to teach a memory verse if I don't give up before um, Hebrews 4.12 I believe Hebrews 4.12 Hebrews we thank you for today we thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We give you praise. We give you glory. Speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, the, the last part of the verse that we are reading um, says that, that it's a... Please put the verse back, Hebrews 4.12. A discerner. A discerner. The word of God, it discerns Hebrews 4.12 and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see, a lot of the time we go by what we, we see. We are human. We can only go by what we see. You see, we can only go by what, by what Bishop calls the version of yourself that you are presenting to us. You get what I'm saying? But the word of God, God himself, mind you, is his word. He, he, he is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And the more spiritual you become, the more like Jesus you become, the more you can discern what is not obvious and what is not spoken. But you have to be careful because you are not God. And you always have to leave room for the fact that you may be wrong. You get what I'm saying? But as for God himself and his word, it always discerns the thoughts and intents of our hearts. You get me? Apply it, applying it to yourself, it means that God knows where you and I really are spiritually. You get what I'm saying? You don't, if when you change the tenor of your tongues and the prayer meeting, God is not impressed. You got, you, got, you got what I'm saying? When you change the look on your face, God is not impressed. God knows those who love him. You get me? And the Bible says in Romans that those who love him, they are the ones to, for whom all things work together for good. So let's do our best to love God who cannot be deceived. The Bible says that all things are naked before him. The one with whom we have to do. You know, so many times we live our lives as though we have to do with the people around us. But you actually, the, the, the actual person you and I should be concerned about is um, the living God. And all things are naked before him. He knows, you know, there's this movie I see being advertised on the telly. I would never watch it because I, don't, I can't watch horror movies. You get me? I, I, I don't see why I should pay someone to terrify me for the next year or two. You, 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 I mean, you get me? That some of us, everything we see, everything audiovisual sticks in such a way that if we, can ha we can't get it out of our mind. You get me? If you watch a scary movie with someone like Reverend, I mean, the movie is nothing to him. It's not real to him. He's not scared. He doesn't do. He doesn't move. He doesn't do anything. He's, he's, he, he has a psyche that is firmly, 
family lives in reality. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he's practical through and through. So fiction doesn't affect him that way. But for those of us who like to live in fantasy land and would have lived there if we were allowed to, when we watch certain things, we can be terrified for the next few years. You get me? You hear a sound, then it reminds you of that sound. If you know that you are like that, why do you go and watch Criminal Minds? Also, watch something like The Exorcist. No, this is The Exorcist is even old. Nowadays, there are new things which are so scary. You, even the advert is scary. You, you get what I'm saying? Why do you watch something like that? You get, but the one with whom we have to do. How did I get into the movies? You see, that's what happens when you talk a lot. How did I get to the movies, Antiyama? Where, 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 how exactly did I get there? Yeah, a discerner. A, you see, God can see everything, what is in your heart, not just what you are presenting to everybody else. So think about that as you are even making this presentation. You see, on Sunday, Bishop says we all present the best version of ourselves. The Bible has several versions. King James, New King James, New International Version, the Amplified Version, uh, the Message Bible. You see, the English Standard Version. Oh, man, the versions are so many. And that's how you and I are. We have, depending on, you see, if you are spiritual, the version people see is the version that is true. But the less spiritual you are, then the version people see is quite far from the reality. But you see, the one with whom we have to do, everything is naked to him. He sees you through and through, and he loves you anyway. And he sent his son to die on the cross for you anyway. So stop pretending to make your Christian life a whole lot easier. To make everything is naked and open to him. We've been learning about our friends, the serpents, and as we've been learning about our friends, the serpents, eh, some of the stuff that you read in the book seems contradictory. Just last week, we were learning about the fact that serpents are masters at being alone, right? Then the very next chapter, chapter says that they are also masters at living with others. Because some of us, we think that once we said, you see, when, yes, last week when we were hearing the preaching, it's like living alone, uh-huh, all this... Um, you see, when you go and get a new hairstyle, you don't practice wearing your glasses. <laughs> or you practice wearing your glasses. Women have issues, you see. And then you need your glasses to read. In the house, it was working. But right now, I'm standing in front of everybody. It wasn't working. It's not working, but don't worry. I don't have to preach. I don't think next week I have to preach. So my, my hairstyle can, I can adjust. I can adjust in, um, in peace. The Bible says, in Matthew 10, 16, Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And so we want to learn this particular skill of the serpent, which is masters at being alone. They are, they are not at working with others. Last week we talked about masters at working alone. This week we are talking about masters at working with others. Because life is a combination of both. If you, are, if, you are, if you are what we call the person who is always alone, you can easily become like the Unibomber. How many of you are old enough to be, become like the Unibomber? Um, to, to, know, to know who the Unibomber was. People who live alone somewhere in the woods somewhere, and then the next thing you know, they are bombing everybody up and, and all that. You, 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 you get what I'm saying? The person is so alone. And in this day and age, you would think that that kind of isolation 
It's no longer real. But the internet has created a virtual world. And in this virtual world, people are very used to being alone. You get me? My, my children say, when I knock on the door, I don't wait for anybody to say, come in. I just come in. I said, because once you don't pay rent and you don't pay any bills, the knock was just to tell you that I was coming. It wasn't to say that, permission is, that I needed permission to come. Because you have to interrupt them. If you don't interrupt them, the person is going to stay glued to the computer. You must also learn to live with other people. You get me? That's, that's what this, some of this lack of people living in dormitories and boarding school, that's what it does sometimes. So masters are working with others. Acts 2.44, and all that believed were together. The Bible says all that, and all that believed were together. So I'm just going to read a bit and then we'll talk about what Bishop wants us to learn from this. You see, uh, snakes, uh, Bishop says in his book, snakes are usually alone but can be found hibernating together in a communal spot. Over 100 rattlesnakes can be found together in a hole in the winter. Can you imagine? 100 of them. As though they are not creepy enough by themselves. 100 of them can live together if that is what it takes for them to survive the winter. Because the way they are, if they separate for the winter, they will all die. So they know that it's winter time. We don't like each other. You get me? But uh, for the sake of surviving and being here in the spring, this winter, a hundred of us, we must fit into this hole and we must live there. You remember, we already, Reverend already taught us how they don't need to eat much. They can live on one meal. They don't need much. The masters are contentment. So, so the same animal that is usually found alone can function with a large team of other snakes. To be wise as a serpent, you must be able to function with a team. You must be a team player. There are some jobs in this country, one of the first things they begin to notice about you is whether you are a team player or not, or whether you are the kind of isolated person who must shine, shine alone, and shine some more, and always project what you did better than everybody else. You get me? So you must be able to delegate, and you must be able to work with many other people. And then Bishop says some people are only able to work alone. That is not the wisdom of the serpent. You see, when you work alone, you have to be like a star, like a Zuckerberg or a, what's the other one's name? The Microsoft guy. What's his name again? No, 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 Microsoft. Yes, Bill Gates. Okay, so you have to, you see, when you are, when you are a loner, you have to be completely, you know, the fact that some of us are a little older doesn't mean you can tell us things which are not completely there. You get me? We're a little older, but not that old yet. When I ask you, when I ask something I've forgotten, tell me the right answer. So, so the thing is, you, if, if you are alone all the time, there are some things that you can do if you are a star. And how many of you know that most of us are pretty average? Most of us are pretty average. If you haven't discovered it yet, you will discover it. A few people are like shining stars. I, I don't know whether I've ever told you. My friends and I discovered this by the time we were about 14. Because this, a, there was a young lady, in our, there was a girl in our girls' school, went to an all-girls boarding school. She's an anesthesiologist on Long Island right now. And um, no matter what you did, the, the honor roll was by averages. And averages, you had to be extremely good to top it because it's both the art subjects and the science subjects. I told you, most of us are quite average. 
So some people are science students, and then some people are art students. So it's like one girl, since we came to school at 10 and 11, ranging between 10 and 14. In the third year, we sat down and had a meeting. You see, sometimes you're minding your own business. People are having a meeting about you. So it's, we, 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 had a, we had a leader. She said, how can one person alone, three terms in from one, three terms in from two, we are in from three, it's the second term. As for this term, one of us must be first. For, yeah, it's not that we've been first in our class, but this girl, she's first for the whole form. Oh, why? Why, oh, why? And they are her friends, too. They are her friends. They were in her house, and they came to our class and had a meeting. 13, 14, 15-year-old girls. Women can compete about everything. But at least, if your daughter is competing about academics, take it like that. It keeps her mind off other things. Other things will mess her up if it happens too fast. Apostle Joel says, a man happening to a young girl before it is time for a man to happen to the person. It's not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. So the ones that you can engage with academics, you get me, voluntarily, they are not interested in the men. It, makes, it, 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 it defers the timing of the whole thing. Of, of course, it was also held by the fact that the missionary approach to raising girls meant that most of us looked like boys. Our hair was cut short and we were dressed in shapeless clothes. <laughs> shapeless clothes and Scottish cardigans. <laughs> Bishop says we should go and thank all those missionaries. They did us a favor. It all deferred, you know, all, those, all, all the other stuff. Yeah, we, we, should, we should, we really, owe the, recently my classmates in the UK, they met with one of the British ladies who taught us science, Miss Crook, and um, she's 90-something. She was standing upright in the pictures. Yes. She's 90-something, and I can You see, her mind is sharp as a tack. She can see you from every corner of the science lab. It, there was nothing that escaped her eye. Just the minute you think she's not watching, you should mention your name and ask you some difficult question about Bansin Bernays under the hot African sun. Who cares about Bansin Bernays? Anyway, before I forget what I was talking about, what I'm trying to say is that this girl was so smart. You get me? So even if you have a meeting, I'm telling you for... Three times, five times is what, 15 times. She topped every single year on an average of arts and science. And she doesn't come from a home where they speak English. Her English was good. Her maths was good. Her, look, and, and, and effortlessly. You know, some people learn and then as Lady Reverend says, they look like books. Some girls learn to they look like, no, she wasn't like, she wasn't the type. Effortlessly. What, what my, 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 one of my sons says, some people, people like that, they are really, really sharp. My younger son, he told me that last year somebody wanted to be his roommate this year. He looked at the kid, he said, nah, I don't want to share with you. And then I said, why? Well, he said, this kid that finds learning so easy. If I share a room with him, I'll be disturbed. I'll be disturbed the whole thing. Because when he looks at the thing, he's at A level already, he's at A already and he started playing video games. And you too, that thing is going to take you a while. I said, wow, I was quite impressed that he, he could make the diagnosis. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not sharing your room. I'll be a very discontented and unhappy person the whole... I don't want to share your room. It will, it, will, it will bother me. I want to live with normal people. We are all struggling with organic chemistry. Let's all be here. We are all praying. We are all fasting. Okay. So, very few of us are that extraordinary. For most of us to get somewhere great, we need a lot of help. We need to work in a team. That's what Bishop is saying. Snakes are masters at working with others. 
when you can't work with others and you are as average as most of us are, you will not get where you need to get. The, he writes on in the book, before we start learning verse by verse what we want to learn, about the man who made it to, uh, uh, to the top of Mount Everest. His name was Tashkent. I didn't know that because I'm more interested in mountain climbing. So I didn't know that till I started reading this book. So I looked it up. His name was, no, not Tashkent. His name was Tenzing. T-E-N-Z-I-N-G. For instance, he, he climbed Mount Everest. He hired, organized, and led a large team of over 200 people for the journey to the top of the mountain. 200 people because he knew that by himself he would not get there. You want to do something great, you have to realize that you can't get there. You can't get there. There are so many African women in New York City. I read years ago that by about the time the 21st century progresses a bit, every next Bible-believing Christian in the world will be an African woman. Now, if you and I are going to reach, because Afri Africans believe easily and our women even more. We call all the prophets all the time. We, are, we always believe something. You get me? So when it's Christianity too, we believe to a large degree. Now, if the women are already here in your city, whether it's New York, whether it's Accra, whether it's whatever, one person, how will you reach all these women? You don't speak all their languages and you can't build a team for reaching the people. You can't build a, a team for reaching because you can't live with anybody else. And the only time you are happy is when you are in charge and shining. You won't do much. You won't go far. Someone told me a long time ago, I, I think it was Reverend or one of his classmates, that a young house officer or an intern, a first-year resident, you are a medical student, yes. But when you first arrive on that floor after medical school, an experienced nurse knows a whole lot more about the practical workings of medicine than you do. And so if you come and lord it over and everybody, and everywhere in the world is like that, you know more than she does academically. But when it comes to the nitty-gritty of running that world, if you, her experience, if she is a good one, it far outstrips yours. So if you come with this attitude that I'm Dr. So-so-and-so, she will watch you. She will watch you get into trouble with the senior, the senior consultants all the time. So long, most of, for most of them, so long as it's not killing anybody, they will just watch you. From Accra to New York, everywhere is the same. Same thing in a law firm. I have a friend who works in a law firm as a really senior paralegal. She said, look, if you come from law school and you start throwing your weight around the place, they will really watch you. Because, yes, you pass the bar, but they have been sitting in the same firm for over 20 years. They know the ins and outs of every court, the timetables, who is where. They can even send you to the wrong place intentionally. You don't make the schedule. They can do so many things. You, they can forget to order lunch for you when they should. They can do so many things. So if you don't learn to work with others in every profession, in the church, everywhere, you won't do well. It's not the wisdom of a serpent to be this person who is, I walk alone and I'm proud of it. You get me? You, you, you will also die alone. You get me? And you won't achieve much between now and then. You have to be able to live with people. You get me? So, so Bishop talks about seven people you must be able to work with. Seven people. So let's start uh, counting. He says you must develop the art of working with church members 
whom you preach to every Sunday. This is for the pastor. But that means that for your position, you must also be able to work with people when um, in a, in, at work, in a class, you are a shepherd. You have people that you teach, a few people that you teach. You must be able to work with them. You preach to them. When you preach to people, it's not easy to discipline them, Bishop says, rebuke them and correct them in the workplace. Because you preach to the person. Now you are working with the person. A pastor has to combine the roles of being soft and understanding with being hard and demanding. Anybody who has been in charge of a few people before knows what I'm talking about. You have to be able, and that's, that's why some people are natural born leaders. They can be friendly. The best leaders are both the ones who have the, that combination. They, they can be both strict, tell you what you need to do, and then they can, you can flip the other side of the coin, and then they are, they are still the, the most caring pastor you've ever seen. How, how many of you have seen pictures of bishop with widows holding them? You can tell that he's holding the person, and the person is crying, and the person is comforted, and the, he becomes their rock. You get me? But you cross Bishop Daghiwood Mills in the wrong way when it comes to working. In the, in, in the lighthouse, there's this famous story of when the first batch of people who started working for church went in there at work, and he walked in after nine. They, said they were quiet. They were having their quiet time. He literally almost threw them out of the place like uh, Jesus throwing the, 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 the people counting money out of the temple. He said, listen, you preach to other people and you are shepherds of other people who have had to wake up at dawn to have their quiet time and go to work. Then because you are full-timers, you have slept till whenever and arrived in the off church office. No, 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 no. That's bad. Don't, never have your quiet time in this office. If we haven't called a prayer meeting as part of work, never take out your daily devotional in this office. Never. What should the average church member do? People live home at 4 a.m. People live home at 5 all over the world. That's the way to have a good job. Even in places like a crowd, traffic is so bad. So if you say that you're working full time, when you come to the office, to the job, get to the job. So you have to be able to work with church members whom you preach to every Sunday. You have to be able to uh, work with the AOFM members you have. You have to be able to work with anybody in any group you are. If you can't do that, it's a skill you must develop if you are going to work with your church members or with any group of people. You must combine the role of being soft and understanding with being hard and demanding. Develop the art of working with unbelievers whose expertise you need. Too many Christians can only work with people who say hallelujah and amen. Sometimes the person you need to move on in a particular area is a Muslim, a serious Muslim, the kind who says that, don't mention Jesus, I don't mention Allah, and we can do business. You get what I'm saying? And then you too, you are the kind of person that is like, I only do business with Christians. In that area, you won't do well. Don't do that. You have to develop the art of working with people like that. So you must master the art of doing that. And Bishop says here that he has several people from other religions who work for him. There are some of us, when we even see that somebody has friends who are unbelievers. You know, the thing about being friends with unbelievers is that it's a tricky thing. Some of us hang around with them so much that they convert us. Because when there are rotting apples or rotting tomatoes in the bowl, it typically contaminates the one that is okay. But Jesus sat with tax collectors and sinners, and he converted them. 
So you see, it's a double-edged sword. So you, you have to be careful with it. But this thing that I don't relate to anybody. In your neighborhood, you don't greet anybody. You don't say hi to anybody. Whatever you are invited to, you do not go. I'm a Christian. Everybody else is a sinner. How will you preach to sinners? Everybody you know is already saved. How will you even get a chance to say that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? How will you even get, so long as you are not compromising um, your stance by uh, being civil to people, giving them a chance to relate to a real Christian, go ahead. How would they, maybe you are the only Jesus the person will ever see. Maybe as you develop a, a proper, compassionate relationship with the person, I'm not talking about going to sit and join the sin. That's a different, that's a different problem altogether. I'm talking about being able to relate to people and work with them. Maybe God will give you a door to witness to them. Develop the art, develop the art of working with people. You see, if someone is good at a job, you shouldn't turn the person away because the person is a Muslim. Bishop said one of his oldest workers, not a Christian at all, one of his oldest workers, Reverend has talked about, about, I mean, about employing him. He's a Muslim, an elderly Muslim man. Develop the art of working with people who are older than you. Some of the people you need most in life are older than you. And that is a skill that a lot of younger people these days do not have. You have put all people who are older into a box. And you have assumed that you don't need any of them. And that your... your, 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 your your age group is so technologically advanced that you can do without older people. Take your time. Life is just beginning. If you just take your time and make sure you don't shut and bang too many doors. Because if you do, when you need the help, it will not be there. You get me? You see, a person who does well in their lives typically has friends of all, all age groups. They have friends younger than them. They have friends their age group. They have friends older than them. It adds a certain variety to your life. You get me? To this day, there are people in the Newark church I call when I'm technologically challenged. This is, I, I think I call Kofi. Uh, Reverend, both Reverend and I call Kofi more. You get me? Um, my son, my older son, when, if you ask him to do about something, he will do it for you. He says it's to take too long to explain it to you. <laughs> you get me? It gets on my last name. I say, listen. I say, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You are not dumb. But I don't have the time to explain this thing so that you will get it. But there are people who can explain things to older people. There are people who can explain. Because if you explain the thing, the thing is not neurosurgery. We've been telling you for a while. It's not that complicated. If it was that complicated, every Tom Dick and Harry on this street who can't speak English will not be holding all these gadgets. It's not that complicated. It just didn't exist when we were younger. So we tend, to, we tend to need a road map to it. And that is why you are stuck when your spell check doesn't work. You get me? Because we didn't rely on spell check. Our spelling works. Our spelling really works. My computer can freeze. I can type anything. No, but the only mistake anyone will find in it is between the British English and American English because some things are spelled differently in, in, the, in the British Commonwealth than here. You get what I'm saying? That's the only typo I'm going to get. By you, hey, the confidence with which you post things on group chats, it amazes me. I'm like, 
should have, even I'm like, it's bad English. I've hung around them for so long that I'm also saying it. Look, listen. Uh, uh, look, you are sending the thing out. It bears your name, not mine. Even when you make a mistake, I know sometimes it's the fingers on the thing. Correct it and put it there. It's a sign of how far you will go in life. Like, take it from me. This is your, this your business about sending all this, your wrong English uh, phrases and things everywhere. Hey, you are very young oh, to be speaking English so badly in an English country. In a, in a country which is mainly English. You are too young. You are too young. You are too young to be such a bad, um, so bad at spelling. Anyway, that's, that one is free of charge. Yeah. De de so develop the art of working with people who are older than you. With carefulness and respect, you will be able to work with them. You will be even be able to supervise them. There will be no problem. I have worked in places where young women are your supervisors, and there's a problem because the person just has a really bad attitude. So most of the older ladies can't stand here. Then there are places where I, I remember having a young lady boss in one of the law firms. She was about 24. Oh, man, she was one of the greatest bosses, supervisors I ever had. She knew, she was sharp as a tack, as they say. She could distribute work. You could see that there's no unfairness. She's moving, she's going. Her wedding, everybody went. Everybody but a present. Nobody had to, you know, wind people up. No, nothing like that. It's just the way you do it. If you are good, you are good. You can see that she's one of those people. She's a born leader. You introduce her to someone. She, doesn't, she takes her time to assess the person. She doesn't assume that somebody's uneducated because of their accents. She, you get me? She could, look, you could give her a floor. If you gave her a floor of um, 80 paralegals, she could have everybody working on time. She was always being promoted. Very young black lady. Oh, man, I mean, she's she, she just moving, going. And, and mind you, she works in a very white world. So when you get there, you, you, you realize that there's something about her. And when she tells you where she comes from, she comes from one of these inner city, deep inside the inner city. And you know, sometimes those who come from deep in, inside the inner city, they are, when it comes to corporate America, they are coming from further away than you are. You get me? So, but she could work with people older, younger, everybody. Develop the art of working with lay people whom you do not pay. You see, you, I mean, you are not a full-time pastor. So maybe, you see, the thing about working with people who are not being paid, we are all lay people here. So when you are working with lay people, even your tone, you see, you are a lay person yourself, and maybe your level of sacrifice is ahead of this. But try and remember that you were not always like that. Try and remember that you started very young. You get me? Some of us, by the time we were in our late teens and early 20s, we had already met the bishop. He literally raised us as his first set of church members, and we are used to sacrifice. It's, it, 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 it is virtually second nature for us. One of the young, younger pastors' wives was telling me that, I am tired. Every weekend, my husband is not home. Every weekend, he has been called here. When he's at home, he's on a conference call. When he's this, that. When he's, I said, hey, I, I, did, did you just arrive in the place? So I tried to check her history. I saw that she's a relatively newcomer to the system. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. So, but when you're working with people, realize that they are not being paid. They come, at, they come into church at various 
levels of their ability to sacrifice. There's a time when you used, need to take out the rod and the staff if you're a good shepherd. And then there's a time when you need to be really, really nice about stuff. And it takes being wise as a serpent to be able to handle the different levels of sacrifice people are, people are prepared. And then sometimes you just have to come to the conclusion like Bishop Adi. At a point that year he lived here with us when he was building the church here after Bishop started it. He said to us that, you know what? There are certain things I will not say again. Because deep in all your hearts, you have decided exactly what you will do and what you will not do. It takes a very, <laughs> a very spiritual person to get that. Did it mean that he will cancel the meetings? No. It just meant that who showed up has showed up and we will continue. The church is here. On his one back for one whole year after the bishops came and started it. He left his wife and his children. He lived with us for a year, a grown man. And it didn't matter how tired you look, because we were tired. We were young immigrants. We had things to do, you know, things to do, places to go and people to see, or what's the phrase, something like that. We had things to do. Hey, this lighthouse people have come. They won't let anybody rest. We, when we, I told you, when we got here, we thought we had arrived. When we like, we come to Times Square Chapel. When we like, we go to, uh, where did we used to go? Faith Fellowship. When we like, you know, nobody knew us in the church. And when you are an expert at church, You've been in a Bible-believing church for a long time. You can spot the people who are looking for newcomers to give work to. Hey, Faith Fellowship, by the time I see you, I'm bending down. I've picked up my son. I'm holding my stroller quickly to my car. Hey, I, 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 I used to laugh in my head. I said, you, you are coming to recruit me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a master recruiter. I spotted you long time ago. I am not going to sell meeting. I am not, you see, so, you see, all the things you are thinking of, we have all thought of it before. I'm not going to your cell meeting. The lady will come. She'll look for, there's one particular lady. I said, hey, this woman is a great shepherd. She'll follow me. You said you lived in Avenel. We have a, we have a, a cell meeting in Rahway. I said, okay, thank you. You know, the kind of thank you that you say that it means shut up. <laughs> Moving into my car. I said, if you knew where I was coming from, you won't come and give me work. I had, have, we, as, as one of my friends said, we have come to rest. But what we didn't know is that our shepherd was coming. You see, when people are trying to give me excuses, it depends on my mood. There's probably no excuse you can give that I can't see through. A few people are so good that you can't be sure, is the excuse real, is it not real? But look, one is really good at it. I lived for a whole year going to a very serious church like Faith Fellowship in Edison. And they could never find me other than Sunday morning. Hey, Amen. I mean, I was, I was that good. I mean, by the time church ends, I'm in my car. When, you see, I'm in my car. I'm at home. I'm watching TV. Me and my son. My husband was a resident. He would go to work. Look, even when Apostle Joel came to New York, we used to joke. We don't even know how we did it. One, two, three. Amen. We are in the tunnel. <laughs> we, there was no Sunday we didn't watch 60 minutes on CBS. Hey, the church is it for us. They have what their full timer from New York. You see, so you have to give people time to change. That's what I'm trying to say. You're working with lay people. Pray for them. And some of them will never change, and you have to leave them like that. They are in the church. They pay their tithe. They come for Christmas Day service. They come on the 31st. Most Sundays, they come. They, they, they vanish every shepherd's meeting. We know all of them. You, you know, sometimes when people are pointing people, things out to us, Reverend and I in the car, we can laugh so much. Ah, 
These people, we were with them in the upper room. And we came back. We went away for how many years and came back to meet them. It's not you who's come to report them to us. We know them through and we know things about them you don't know. So you take your time, small, small. Maybe one day you'll be the pastor here. Because Lighthouse, nothing is permanent. Then when you are the pastor here, see if you can change them. <laughs> if you can change them. Even the Kodesh, they have members like that. The person is never a shepherd, but has always been in the church. When you start a branch in the person's area, the person will drive two hours in Accra traffic to come to the Kodesh. It's like only the Kodesh where I can be pastored. They never join a branch. They never become shepherd. Never. Even in the Kodesh, they have members like this. It's New York City, we can't have members like that. We can't have members like that. The, you see, the only time you, I mean, the strictness gets to you is when you assume a title. As for titles, they come with privileges. They come with responsibilities. You can't have the title and not do the work. Because it's not a post. In, in Africa, we say post. You see, post, I mean, it has to do with being the senior person in the system who must be saved. The Bible doesn't work like that. In the Bible, the, the, the leader or the shepherd is among you as one who saves. So when you cannot save, then the best thing to do is to resign the position, all of us. You know, sometimes when I feel, this morning when I woke up, I, I said, my Lord and my God, Reverend is out of town, New York City Marathon. How will I get to church? Then I told myself, don't think about it, pray about it, leave early. No excuses. I have, this is the first time I've gotten to church without meeting a roadblock. I couldn't believe it. When I turned, I, I, every time I saw the policeman, I thought somebody would stop me. Every time I, 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 I said, my Lord. When I parked here and I called Yannick, I said, hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> because in New York, there are times when we've driven around for hours. You get me? But some, I mean, you can also sit in bed and look at the marathon and say that because of the marathon, I can't come. But I say, I cannot do that. I should not do that. Elpi Anita was not asked to preach. So if I call her and tell her that I'm stuck in the marathon traffic, it's not right. The same way I couldn't call, I wouldn't be able to call my secular boss that I can't come because of the marathon. Uh -huh. So you must be careful. We are working for God. All of us, we must be careful because we are all tempted. I told you, I, I, I lived in a Bible-believing church for a year plus. Nothing did I go to. Women's meeting, I didn't go. Shepherds, I mean, whatever they call shepherds meeting, I didn't go. I paid my tithe. I came to church on Sunday. I left on time. And then I had a, I had a classmate. She was married to a more senior doctor around somewhere in Jersey. So we'd meet. And when we meet, when we see them come, we deliberately start speaking in an African language. Because we, we both don't do that. But when you do that, a lot of people are a little intimidated. You get me? So the way we are talking, when they live, oh, in our cars, gone. De develop the art of working with women. Don't learn bad things. Learn the right thing. Develop the art of... And mind you, when I was coming here, I didn't have that mind. It's very easy to get that mind. It's very easy to get the mind that we have arrived in America and we are free of all these people. They have been worrying us since we were 19. <laughs> you get me? <laughs> but you see, nobody's worrying you. The person is shepherding you for your eternal good. Hey, this one is a big one. Develop the art of working with women. When I got to that chapter, I said in my head, Bishop, why? Why isn't there? And then I looked down to see whether the next one would say, develop the art of working with men. No. 
there's nothing like that. I said, ah, this kind of unfair uh, paragraphs in the thing. And I, I told myself, instead of thinking of fairness and unfairness, read the thing. He says, so, uh, uh, please, I didn't write the book. It's written by Dikewood Mills. For avoidance of all issues, I will read. Develop the art of working with women. If you are a man, you must develop the art of working with women without having sex with them. Then again, I said, I didn't write the book. It's in the book. If you like, take your copy, you will find it. It is not as simple as it sounds. And many ministries have been destroyed by the women who work there. Since I am not a man, I will leave that part alone. Let's move on to the other part of it. On the other hand, if you are a woman, you must develop the art of working with fellow women without quarreling with them or being jealous. You must rise above pettiness and accept that you need their help. You see, nobody can do everything. So in a group, maybe somebody is better than event planning than you are. Maybe somebody is better than decorating than you are. Maybe somebody is better than just all-round organization than you are. If the person is asked to do something, don't let it destroy you so much. I was here before her. I've known people who have walked out of church every time somebody else does something they used to do. But when a church starts, and even sometimes when it's going on, you get to do stuff because you are available. But the fact that you are available doesn't make you the best person to do it. I can read and write, but I can navigate computers and stuff just to do my own work and get paid. I don't want to be responsible for a lot of spreadsheets and stuff. I told you, when I went to the University of Ghana, there were no computers. Even our friends who have a degree in computer science, we've been laughing at them. Your degree in computer science from a department where there was no computer. How did you get it? <laughs> Bishop, Bishop Jake and the others. Hey, this degree is a bachelor's in computer science in a school where there was no computers. Hey, it's not easy. So, women, fellow women, you see, develop the art of working with fellow women. Otherwise, you are only able to work when men are in charge. It doesn't speak well of us. The way we jump to attention as soon as a man is put in charge. It doesn't speak well of us. But once another woman is in charge, effort zero, effort minimal. Develop the art of working with people who do not like each other, but who need to work together. When you are leading, don't join people's, as we say where I come from, loosely translated, people's things. If I see that you don't like the sister, I don't mind you. Once the committee Reverend has asked me to have, means that she must come. No comment you make about her will make me disinvite her. Because... I need her expertise in the interior decorating. And since you can't do what she does, if I tell you to put the flowers down, it will be put down the way I put it down. If we are all going to put it down the way we all do it ordinarily in our house, the event will not get where we want it to get. So your problem with her, not my matter. We are all going to heaven, and she can do that, and you can't do that. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So what the person can, I will never join your whole thing. I think, and please, am I out of time? Oh, you were, so you just want to tell me to stop right now. And that one doesn't work. You know that it doesn't work. I'm almost done. At least some 15 minutes, or you put the 15 minute sign up and I didn't look up. I apologize. Next week, 
God willing, I will not be preaching. So, so if the people don't get, get I mean, see, so Paul had that problem. This problem Paul had was with two ladies called Yodias and Sintishi. He said to them, mind you, there's no, no, nothing in the Bible about um, two men that anybody has to go and settle a quarrel for. It's true that men had issues in the Bible, but this one is special mention in the New Testament. I beseech Yodias and beseech Sintishi that they be of the same mind in the Lord. Philippians 4.2. People who get along with you may not get along with each other. So leave it to them. You hear me? Sometimes that, then somebody is telling me something about a particular person. And then it's like they don't understand why nothing changes. Nothing can change. For me to be a pastor in this place and to be Reverend's wife, I can't change my, that my, my, the fact that I have to relate to the person. I have to relate to the person. I can't, stop, I can't stop relating with you, and I can't stop relating with the person. It's just the way it is. Reverend can't stop relating with all his different children. But you see, men naturally have a flair for that. We women must be told that the fact that you are friends with this person doesn't mean you should join this, business, this, this, this thing. We, 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 are, we, are more, we more easily live in cliques. You get me? So, so please. You must be, if, otherwise you can't lead any group of people. Because people like, people like to have problems with each other. And then after they have developed the problem, then they want to draw you into the problem. Stay out of the problem. You talk to all of them. As much as possible, don't give them any advice about it. It's not everything you should have an, an advice about. Pray for them that their hearts will change. Because if you don't try and get them to get along with each other and work together, you, 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 you will fight with everyone that God has destined to be with you. And you won't be able to get where God wants you to get. You've thrown out this person. You've thrown out that person. You've thrown out this person. You've thrown out because they have a problem. Okay, she's, she has a fight with this one, so she can't come. She has a fight with that one, so she can't. Look, all the fights will resolve, especially as people grow older. Ask the people who are older, older than I am or about my age. And nobody, Antema, we, we are okay. Oh, it's a long time since the upper room. We are okay, crap. So don't join things that don't have anything to do with you. Pray for the people. The Bible says even if you must correct somebody, correct the person with meekness, considering thyself. You see, consider yourself. That you too, there are some people you do not easily like. You get me? And you, are, you already have to work on your heart. So consider yourself. And then let's all move on, small, small. Let's not empty the church of all the people we don't like. Amen. The people you don't like must be able to come to church. And the people who don't like you, they must be able to come to church. Jesus is the central figure. Yeah. He's the one who shed his blood on the cross. You can't pay for the, anybody's salvation. Don't sack the person from the church. Uh, develop the art of working with technical. I'll leave this one out. So what I want to say is that we, I mean, learn to work with other people. The Bible talks about the fact that the anointing, the, where the people dwell together in unity, that is where God commands his blessing. Amen. Before we close, I want us to bow down our heads. I want us to think about what I've been talking, this aspect of being wise as a serpent. I want you to think of anyone with whom, anyone with whom you don't have such a great relationship. I want you to think of the fact that God wants you to get to heaven with that person. God wants you to bring that person along. That God knows that that person will add something to your life. God knows that that person 
is providing something to the body of Christ. Let's learn the wisdom of working with others, of staying with others, being with others, no matter what, in the name of Jesus. If you are here today, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. The way to get to be truly one with all the believers is to ask him to come into your life and to be your savior. I would like to pray with you briefly as we close. I'd like you to ask him into your heart to be your master, to be your redeemer, to be your savior. I'd like to ask you to let him in so that he can wash you white as snow. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus we thank you for salvation as we come to the Lord's table today I want you to remember that the Bible says that without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins um, you know what before I do that I want to take your tithes and your offerings I'm sorry um, if you are here today you are bringing your tithes into God's house uh, please stand up, please come forward, please remember that it is he who can open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so that there will not be room enough to contain it. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.